are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. Got some wrap-up as Gabby and Rachel made the media rounds yesterday and some stuff I want to talk about. Also want to talk about a, another horrible story within Bachelor Nation. Talk a little Bachelor in Paradise. Survivor, the two-hour premiere last night. I want to talk about that and a few other things that I hopefully will get to. And we'll get to those momentarily. As you know, this podcast brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash realitysteve. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash realitysteve. Also, I know you guys love wine. You got to sign up for this. First Leaf. It makes it simple to discover new wines that you'll love. They learn your tastes when you fill out a questionnaire, then deliver quality wines right to your door. You sign up today. You'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash realitysteve. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash realitysteve to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. And as always, if you don't remember these codes, just go to the episode description on where you listen to your podcast and there is a link that is a launch page that brings you right to those URLs that I just gave you. All right, a couple things to get to. First, before we get into Rachel and Gabby, today's podcast, the Thursday podcast, the one that's released weekly, that will be up in a couple hours, is with Courtney Robertson. And it's a very good talk because she is someone I immediately thought about when we had this Rachel Tino conversation because clearly... They got to a place where, look, they talked about things, but they didn't get into specifics, so none of us really know exactly why they got to the place that they did. Tino talked about getting in a bad headspace, and Rachel talked about, well, things weren't going well, and all this stuff, and who said what about returning the ring, and were they broken up, and were they not, all this stuff. They got to a point there in the relationship where it was rocky. They both admitted that on the show on Tuesday night. Well, Courtney Robertson went through the exact same thing when she was engaged to Ben Flanick. At the end of that season, they had the same exact issue, except it was kind of reversed. Ben thought they, um, Courtney never thought they were broken up. Ben did, and he was the lead of the show. So in this situation, even though he said it, I still think he meant it. I don't, I, then again, a lot of things that Tino said the other day confused me, but I really think Tino thought they were broken up or were on a break or whatever. Even though he said, no, we weren't on a break when she confronted him on it, it seemed like he was just telling her, yeah, that's why I did it. Doesn't excuse it, but that's why I did it. That's the headspace I was in. It was just, we weren't going good. You told me about the ring, and she's like, no, I didn't say that. But Courtney can uh, really shed a lot of light. And it it is clear when you hear this interview in a couple hours with Courtney, she's definitely on Tino's side on this. And Like I said, I'm trying not to take sides on it because I think there's so much that we don't know. They argued about things without going into specifics. It's really hard to say who is right and who is wrong. And 
maybe they're both right in certain situations and both wrong in certain situations. But you know how I felt about it. I expressed it yesterday on the podcast and in my column. So anyway, uh, moving on with Rachel and Gabby, um, they both gave interviews yesterday. All their post-show interviews are coming. There's probably going to be more. Uh, I know Jason's going to be doing a podcast. Tino's going to be doing a podcast. I'm sure we'll hear from Eric at some point. Like, while the show has ended and we're moving on to Bachelor season, I also think, look, after every season ends, if one of the main characters does a podcast interview, it will be the talking point the very next day and might even last a couple days because myself, Dave Neal, She's All Batch will pick it up. And other people will pick it up as well. So when Eric speaks, when Tino speaks, I'm guessing it will be news for at least a couple days. So get ready for that. Um, by the way, speaking of all, she's all batch. Her podcast released right now. It's out right now. Go download it because she has an interview with Chris Randone where Chris opens up about something that he's never talked about before. So go check that out on the She's All Batch podcast. A very good interview with Chris Randone and um, all the credit in the world uh, for him to open up and talk about something so personal and being so vulnerable and for She's All Batch giving him the platform to do so. So I want to talk about what Rachel and Gabby said, because something that stuck out for each of them in one of their answers yesterday in the interview. Everybody wants to know, what is this thing about Rachel and Tino that they were referring to that she didn't want to bring up? And she's like, you really want to go there? She was asked yesterday by um, Variety, Emily, uh, um, Elizabeth Wagmeister, who covers the show for Variety, along with Emily Longaretta. And Rachel said, I think when things get edited out of a show, it's for a reason. There are so many things that are for television and for viewers who have been watching our story to see. And there are things that you share and go through something with a partner when you're engaged to them. And it is something that is extremely, extremely deeply personal. Two extremely there. And I was honestly shocked to see him bring it up after it had been removed. At the end of the day, I think there are just some things that will stay between us. So I guess I'm already forgetting some of the things that happened, but she said it was removed. So clearly she's talking about something that was removed from the happy couple conversation that they had. But then she said he brought it up. So what did he bring up on the live show that was edited from the happy couple conversation? Was it the therapy comment? Because when she says it's something extremely, extremely deeply personal, and she's obviously bothered by him when he brought it up after it was edited out of the other show, it's got to be something therapy-related. But that's the only thing I can think of. I'm not going to sit here and do a deep dive, but that answer is very, very telling and probably why Rachel has felt the way she has about Tino and felt the way she did uh, on Tuesday night and was very upset. Clearly, she was bothered by what he did. Um you know, you'll hear me talk about it with Courtney, but I know Tino's going to be doing post-show interviews. If he goes scorched earth on Rachel, that pretty much negates anything he tried to do on the happy couple conversation and on the couch during the live show. I really hope that's not the route he's taking, but it's going to be interesting to see what he says. They also asked Gabby about the text messages Eric sent, and her answer was, I can speak from my perspective, but ultimately it would have to come from him. Obviously, I had concerns the same as everybody else. Why would you reach back out to her after you're in a committed relationship? You're sending them the wrong message. As we know, boys are dumb, but I think it was his Hail Mary 
to try and get her to not release the texts and to just end the relationship amicably. But she was past that, rightfully so. He didn't treat her the best before. I think his intentions were just to save his own ass, and it just didn't work out like that. That is a hell of an answer from Gabby, and it pretty much echoes exactly what I said when I brought up the text messages and after I spoke with her and I spoke with Amanda, I said, that text he sent you on July 10th, the night before the show started, that wasn't to try to get you back. That was to get you to shut up and to try and silence you and you know, so you wouldn't speak. And that's exactly what Gabby just said yesterday in the interview and kind of threw in there like, yeah, that wasn't right of him to do. And he didn't treat her the best before he was trying to save his own ass. Like I huge props to Gabby for answering the question that way. Cause she really could have danced around it and given generic stuff, but she didn't. So that is big on her. Um, congratulations, Gabby for seeing that part of it again, kind of all the more reason why eventually in the long run, I just don't see these two uh, working out. Not because of the Amanda stuff. That's just part of the reason. I just think that this guy is kind of glomming on at this point. And Gabby's star is on the rise and Eric is just there. And you'll hear me talk about this with Courtney as well uh, in the podcast coming up in a couple of hours. The other thing that Rachel and Gabby did yesterday in the numerous interviews they did, they were on Ryan and Kelly, they were on Chicks in the Office podcast. One thing that I do want to cover that a lot of you sent me and I saw, thank you for sending it to me because I wouldn't have seen it otherwise, did not watch Ryan and Kelly, I don't listen to Chicks in the Office, but I saw the clip, was Rachel said that Avon had no idea that Tino was still on stage when they brought him out. And look, you might say, that's ridiculous. How does he not know? He's literally side stage looking at what's going on. Not necessarily. When you're brought out as a guest, especially if you're a guest that's on like the tell-all shows, you're literally just cooped up in a green room or in a dressing room, and you're not watching a monitor of what's going on because they want you to go out there not knowing what the hell just happened. Ask anybody who's been brought on like that. If you're in the hot seat and you're brought up from the group of people, yeah, obviously you know what's going on. But if you're someone they bring out from the outside, you don't know what's been said. They purposely do that. Courtney... Perfect example. She talked about that herself today in the podcast. You'll hear in a couple hours on the site and on your um, Reality Steve podcast feed. So just keep that in mind that it is possible. It's not like Rachel is lying about that. And I, I tend to believe it. I mean, yes, as he was approaching, clearly he would see that somebody else is sitting on the couch. But up until that point, I guarantee they kept him in that room and they said, all right, time for you to go. And he walked straight out. And had no, he couldn't like sit there and turn around and be like, no, I'm not going out there. Tino's sitting there. He had to go through with it. With that said, that doesn't change the point of the whole thing is that this was a job done by production to get their TV moment. Hell with how Tino feels and hell with how he could possibly handle this. It was more about getting that TV moment of, oh shit, the guy she dumped at the end is coming back to ask her out on a date while her former fiance is sitting right there on the couch. Like, that's what they cared about more than Tino's well-being. They don't give a shit about you, contestants. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Your producer can hype you up all you want and pretend like they're your best friend. They don't give a shit about you. Keep that in mind. Now, also, yesterday, I gave you five more women and identified one of the five that was on the or both uh, the two of the two of the five that were on the show on Tuesday night that were brought out. So 
you knew Kat Wong and Davia Bunch were two contestants on the show. When the five came out on third on Tuesday night, they were Brianna, Kat, Bailey, Christina, and Brooklyn. We knew Christina's last name was Mandrell, and I had tweeted out that night it was Bailey Brown. Well, yesterday I was able to find Brianna Thorborn and Brooklyn Willie. Those two are both on my Instagram and both on my Twitter feed if you want to see just their basics, age, city, job, college, and pictures of them. Then I gave you one, two, three, four. Uh, I gave you four more yesterday. Sorry, not four. Um, not five. I gave you four more yesterday. Uh, Madison Johnson, uh, Sonia Sharma, Kat Izzo, and Vanessa S. Parson. Yeah, Vanessa S. Parson. And those four, all their bios are on my Twitter account and on my Instagram stories. So check those out as well. So we're at 10 now that you have. I have a minimum of two more that I'm going to be giving you today. So, God, I'm almost halfway there. So when the cast is released on the Facebook page for The Bachelor, probably on early Friday morning, I have less work to do. I'm very excited about this because in the past seasons I've had very few, and it's just like, all right, 30 names. i got to go find their last name and their Instagram accounts and just you know put together a bio. But you're going to have a minimum 12 by the end of the day today. So that's good. I'm happy about that. There's no real transition that's a, a, a solid transition you can make without just bringing the party down here, but unfortunately we have to. I don't know if any of you saw this, but about an hour before Tuesday night's premiere, premiere finale, um, former bachelor, former podcast guest and um, TV critic, I believe, for the L.A. Times and author of the book Bachelor Nation, Amy Kaufman, released a story, an exclusive, that uh, former Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise contestant Demario Jackson has been accused of rape by two women. And Amy did the research. She reported the story. She interviewed both Jane Doe's. We don't know their names. It's Jane Doe 1 and Jane Doe 2. And... It is a very, very disturbing piece. It is very graphic. Each woman went into graphic details about what DeMario allegedly did. I know a lot of you sent it to me and are asking, what about this? It's like, I have nothing to add to this. This was the first I had heard of it. These um, alleged rapes happened, I believe, in 2019, 2017 and 2019, or maybe it was 2018 and 2019. But the story is out there. You can find it. Um, and it's just another black mark on this show's uh, resume. It's just obviously a terrible look, and it's disgusting to read, and if it's true, uh, he deserves to be punished through to every extent of the law, whatever that may be for that particular crime. And my gosh, if this guy is found guilty of raping two women, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Again, there's no real, real easy way to transition out of that. And, uh, you know, but hey, uh, we have to. But I just wanted to cover it because it was released an hour before the finale Tuesday night and it kind of got lost in the shuffle. I haven't really seen many people in Bachelor Nation or any many accounts cover this, but it is important. Um, Google it. It's very easy to find. There are plenty of articles. I think TMZ 
picked up the article and picked up the story that Amy did. She did an excellent job reporting on it, speaking with both individuals and uh, as Jane Doe 1 and Jane Doe 2, and they are very explicit about what happened and what he did to them, allegedly. So just if there's anything that you might be triggered by, that's why I didn't want to get into any details and recite what Amy reported. Just to let you know, it is very triggering. Uh, it could be triggering for some people. So just know that going in. She interviewed both, and they were very graphic details. So just know that going in. Um, I wanted to move on to Survivor, which had its premiere last night, two hours. It's my favorite reality show, but since they've gone to the shorter filming time, down to 26 days from 39, it will bother me to no end that we don't get the intro of Jeff standing on top of a cliff or on a plane flying over the sea that just starts, you know, falling into the sea or standing on top of volcano of him saying 39 days, 18 people, one survivor. I think it's so iconic. It's one of the best lines in all of reality TV, if not the best opening line of any reality TV competition show. And now we don't get it. I don't know why he can't say 26 days, 18 people, one survivor. He can. Why isn't he doing it? I need an answer to this. It's bothering me so much. Do it, Jeff. Can you do it for next season, please? Because obviously you didn't do it for this season. Um, just a couple quick takes from last night. Cody has Eric Schwermullet. I mean, I literally thought, like, did he just go to the barber and say, give me the Eric Schwer? Because it literally looks like they have the same haircut before Eric kind of shaved the back before Tuesdays after the final rose that was live. Um, I, I just, one thing that confused me is, you know, we last season was the first one after pandemic where they kind of switched things up and went to 26 uh, days and it, both seasons were seen by this cast that filmed. This was filmed, I think April and May or maybe March and April of this year. So they had seen both seasons and that aired last year. And I'm just confused. Um, well, they definitely seen one, you know, in the beginning where they send three people away and there's always something, you know, have to go on a long walk and then you have to do something that's going to risk something. They were well, very well aware of it. They had watched the previous season. So I don't know why they acted like they didn't know what was going to happen when I'm already forgetting their names. I'm sorry, Carla, Dwight, and the the older guy, the oldest guy, 50, 51 years old. What's his name? Like, um, I'm blanking. Sorry. But when they went and had to do their choose and or risk or not risk, they acted like they didn't know what was coming. So I didn't understand that, but they got through it. And I I, I can't wait. I, I love the show. You know I love the show. I've always loved the show, and I, I hope it uh, – Hope we have another good season. I, I really already like this cast after one episode. Usually it takes me two or three, but I feel like I know a lot of them, even though I just couldn't repeat some of their names. Uh, in other reality TV news, am I really, while well, I'm watching Survivor, I'm seeing the commercials and what they're promoting, am I really going to be hooked on this Love Boat show hosted by Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine O'Connell? Like, oh God, am I going to get sucked into this? Seriously? Come on now. I mean, I watched The Love Boat growing up. I mean, who didn't like Ricardo Montalban and I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but Little Tattoo. 
saying de plane, de plane. That was such a great show for me growing up. I just, I loved it. Isaac, the bartender. I just, <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I, this is a reality show. This isn't a scripted show like the original Love Boat. This is a reality show on a cruise. I, I, I don't even know what the premise is, but I know I'm probably going to get sucked in and watching it. Um, I can't believe I'm doing this, but for the third day in a row, I have to talk about the iOS 16 update. The first time I talked about it two days ago, I said, hey, you can edit text and you can unsend text now. Yesterday, I came back with, hey, you can also pause voice messages that are sent to you in texts. That's crazy. I said, but the one thing they don't have, they don't have the rewind and fast forward feature anymore. Oh, ho, ho, contraire mon frere, whatever that phrase is. <laughs> you can fast forward and rewind a voiced text message that somebody sends you. All you got to do is put your finger on the, you know, the wave audio file there and just move it to the left to rewind or move it to the right to fast forward. So, okay, I swear I'm probably done with the iOS 16 uh, being able to, you know, talk about that anymore. I think I think we've hit all the main things about the iOS 16 that you probably need to know about. But again, if you have an iPhone, I suggest downloading it because it is awesome. You got to download iOS 16. The last thing I want to talk about is this. You may have seen it on my Twitter yesterday before I started releasing uh, the other women and the last names and all that stuff. I There is just a troll on Twitter that has been doing this for years, and for the longest time I just you know ignored them. But yesterday it really just got under my skin because all she did was criticize Rachel. She, ha- she had four tweets after, you know, within a span of minutes. Let's see, 12-17, 12-18. I didn't have a time on this one. didn't have a time on this one. But basically she just looked at tweets regarding Rachel and just said four consecutive tweets. Seriously, Rachel is clearly unstable and does nothing but pick fights over each sentence spoken to her. Most disliked bachelorette the entire series. She's unstable, period. That was the other tweet. This one was, someone said, what was that when Tino started to say something and Rachel looked furious like, don't you dare bring that up? I think there's more to the story and it would show us she's not the victim she plays. And then this troll said, amen. And then she said, poor Avon. She came off looking mean, bipolar, or worse. Who would be able to date her for more than a day? Arguing is her best asset. And I just got sick of it. And I screenshotted all those and I put it out there and I said, And her name is Cindy Phillips Rowan. I have a past with her, and I decided to just out her yesterday because that's bullshit. Like, do you have to? Like, look, you can feel any way you want about Rachel. You can actually believe that she's the biggest bitch in the world and nobody would date her. But why do you have to go online and find people's tweets and have to put that out there? You don't. And if your answer is, hey, it's a free country. I can say whatever I want. Shut the fuck up. Seriously. You don't have to. You're doing it because you want to be a troll. That's troll behavior, and I'm calling you out for it. And, of course, after I posted it, she blocked me. It's like, great. <laughs> that, good. Now I don't have to see your garbage tweets anymore. But Cindy Phillips Rowan, who actually lives in South Lake Dallas because it's on her bio, there's a past that I'm not going to get into, but... Let's just say 10 years ago, I had an issue with this woman and took it upon myself to take to take to take a stance on what she was doing. And it was kind of along the lines of the same thing. 
But hey, I, I you know, if people went at her yesterday, I'm sorry. But if you just tweet shit like that and are being a troll on the internet, you have every right to be attacked by other people. You don't have a right to be attacked like personally or death threats or anything like that. But if people want to express their opinion to you just like you expressed your opinion about Rachel, it's fair game. I'm sorry. I told her she was a miserable human being who should be off social media. It's like, seriously, we get it. You don't like Rachel or plenty of other former contestants because, like I said, she's been doing this for years. But her incessant tweets are just disturbing. I told her to go the fuck up, grow the fuck up, and go away. And I'm sorry, but if she wants to block me, like I don't care. She needed to be called out, and I wanted to bring in attention to anybody who didn't see it or wanted a little more explanation as to why I did that. Because, trust me, there's other people that criticize or whatever, and I just mute them. But this is something that's a little more personal, and it's gone back over 10 years. This woman is a miserable human being who's been doing this nonstop. And when you do and respond to four consecutive tweets like that of other people's just chiming in about how much you dislike Rachel, you're just a bad person. You're just a miserable, pathetic human being. So, sorry, Cindy Rowan, Cindy Phillips Rowan. You get what you get what you have coming to you. Anyway, and when I say that, again, nothing death threats, nothing like, oh my God, she's gonna be, you know, stalked or anything like that. Don't do anything like that. But you see those tweets and you understand that that's just poor troll behavior. And I just decided to, instead of, you know, retweeting because I knew she'd block it or delete it. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I just said, here, I'll take a screenshot so everyone can see, and it can never go away now, and this will be attached to her. And, hey, who knows? Maybe her job will find out about it, and she'll get fired from her job. I don't know. But it just it just disgusted me. Not because I'm some sort of Rachel apologist, but it's just like, why? Why do people have to be so angry online saying shit about Rachel? Telling, saying she came off looking bipolar or worse? Really? What are you, a therapist? No, she's not. I can tell you that right now. Who would be able to date her for more than a day? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, shut up. Rachel clearly unstable. See, she, she says Rachel's clearly unstable, and she calls her bipolar. And that's acceptable. That can just go out there on the Internet, and nothing can happen to her. That's why I said I screenshot it. And I'm sure, I, I hope a bunch of people just emailed her and told her how they felt. Even if she just says, oh, screw you, I'm allowed to say what I want to say, I'll just mute you or, or block you. That's fine, good. Just gave her extra work to do yesterday. But it's garbage, and I'm going to call out garbage behavior online when I see it. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcasts. Like I said, in a couple hours, my interview with Courtney Robertson for podcast number 305 will be up, so please Check that out. It's a very good conversation, and it's relevant to the Rachel and Tino relationship that we just saw play out on Tuesday night. Thank you once again uh, for participating, and I guess me by participating, I mean listening, and uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!